John Briggs Consultancy, leading Australia's reconciliation and Indigenous engagement journey. As a leading specialist in his field of training, consulting and facilitation, John has an exceptional talent for bringing each participant, organisation and audience along on a journey of discovery. He is a master of building cultural safety with any group. John works with audiences of all levels and backgrounds, from senior executives to students and educators. He covers political, legislative and economic pillars to help participants gain a better understanding of Indigenous governance in a holistic framework. John Briggs Consultancy is the exclusive provider and subject matter expert around Indigenous engagement for Coles nationally and he's delivered more than 180 presentations for them since 2011. If you want to find out more about John Briggs Consultancy, please go to www.johnbriggs.net.au or call John Direct on 0417 003 From Claire Field and Associates, I'm Claire, and I'm pleased that you could join me for this episode of What Now, What Next? Insights into Australia's tertiary education sector. It seems like a lifetime since the last episode, and it's not just been the COVID pandemic which has thrown my timelines out. If you've been hanging out waiting for the next podcast episode, then bless you for your interest and my sincere apologies for the slight delay. I wanted to make a submission to the Productivity Commission's inquiry into VET funding, and that, on top of my regular workload, meant podcasting just had to go on the back burner for a little while. So, welcome to episode 30, which is all about the ed tech sector, student academic support during COVID, uh, preventing contract cheating, and the co-creation role the ed tech sector here in Australia has played in supporting um, international students and our international education providers. I'm joined by Mike Larson, the CEO of Studiosity, on this episode and many of you will have heard of or perhaps have your students receiving academic support through Studiosity. Given the major shift to online learning as a result of the pandemic, I was interested to get some insights from Mike on what's happening and what the pandemic has meant for student support. Unlike some of my guests, and no names because they're all very lovely and great to chat to, Mike is not a talkative, dare I say, garrulous person. Instead, he's quite succinct and straightforward in his views. So this is a shorter episode than some, which might mean that if you're new to the podcast and interested in EdTech, then there's a number of episodes you may not have heard yet and you might want to listen back to, including some recent discussions with Maria Spees from Holland IQ about trends in the sector, Insights from Cherie Diaz from Open Learning on their new micro-credentials platform, as well as good practice in online delivery. How do you know if you're doing it well? Plus Katrina Hyam from Restaurant and Caterers Australia about the challenges for providers with content that's harder to migrate online and their experience also with micro-credentials. 
And if you're interested in some of the global ed tech developments, then last year I spoke on the podcast to ed tech entrepreneurs in the UK, Canada and Europe. And again, you can find those um, earlier episodes either in your podcast app or on the website, depending on how you listen to us. Now, before I start the episode properly, if you're crazy enough or care enough about the vet sector to want to read my submission to the Productivity Commission and a warning in advance, it's a mini thesis, 10,000 words I think I managed to bang out, uh, then you can find it in the latest news section of my website and I'll also include a link in the notes for this episode. Also, don't forget to get in touch. If you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, you could rate and review us in your favourite podcast app or you can connect with me on Twitter, LinkedIn or on Facebook. And now for today's episode, here's Mike with some insights on Australian EdTech mid-pandemic. Pleasure now. Having uh, last week uh, tried to unpack all of what's happening in the higher education sector in terms of reforms, uh, this week we're looking at the ed tech sector and how it's supporting both higher education and um, and vet uh, as the the entire world has moved uh, online during the pandemic. So it's a great pleasure for me to welcome Mike Larson who is the CEO of Studiosity, um, uh, an Australian edtech firm. And Mike, welcome to, to the podcast. I wonder if you could start by telling us a bit about your background and also Studiosity. So who you are and, and what you do. Good morning, Claire. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, and, and aren't these curious times that we live in? Uh, so yes, I'm the, the CEO of Studiosity. Uh, I'm in my seventh year with the company. Uh, and prior to joining Studiosity, I spent about a decade in the digital technology space uh, with a focus on employment and employability. I'm currently in uh, part of a team that has really transformed Studiosity uh, into the tertiary sector's leading uh, digital-first academic support platform. And the company's history is uh, is that we started off uh, providing uh, online homework help for uh, students from uh, from low socioeconomic areas in, uh, in Western Sydney. Uh, those students then went on to university, uh, and then we started to form uh, connections with universities, and uh, and we've been evolving ever since. The rest, as they say, is history. That's fantastic and lovely to think that uh, students who'd had the support. Um, through their high school and it had made such a difference to them and were keen to continue to, to progress and be able to, to access that, uh, additional support and, and the company was able to, to pivot to do so. Um, now I think in terms of, obviously these are very curious times that we're in and I'm interested in what you've seen in terms of the, the academic support that both higher education and um, if you do have any vet examples as well, we have listeners from all parts of the sector. Um, so what have you seen during the pandemic in terms of student support needs? And also, do you think this quick jump where, you know, almost the entire world has moved online, how, how long term do you think that shift 
uh, is likely to be. Well, it certainly has been an interesting period. And uh, and yes, we, we support students at about 70% of Australia's public universities uh, and I think about 30 or so TAFEs across the country also. And, and look, we, we had expected uh, student interactions to be up this year already uh, as we'd added quite a number of new partners in, in both Australia and the UK. But the actual increase in demand from students is sitting right now at 44%. So that's close to double what we had expected. Uh, and the, the increase is also been particularly acute in, uh, in our Connect Live service. So this is the 24 real-time support. And that was up 62% year over year in April and May. So I think that uplift in uh, in real time connections is uh, is really speaking to the fact that students are are studying uh, online and and are really looking for a human connection, which generally they would have received um, sort of by being on campus. So it's been really encouraging for us to to be part of of being able to provide that sort of support during uh, during the pandemic. Uh, in terms of what comes next, look, I, I think the, the en masse migration uh, to online learning um, was just a Herculean effort by the tertiary education sector worldwide. Uh, and I think it's actually really revealed some major opportunities in the areas of, of student experience and, and widening participation. So, look, I, I really do think we have some interesting years ahead. Um, of course, necessity is uh, is often the mother of invention, and and some of these um the, these major transformations we're seeing have been been out of necessity. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of great things that follow. Terrific and uh, great that as students were uh, studying online and not able to to access on campus support, that a they had yourselves and you know um, others in the sector to turn to but that uh, that they realized that resource was there and um, and have looked to to access that uh, support now we had a, a bit of a chat a, a couple of weeks back and um, people would be aware that uh, Minister Tian has given TEXA additional funding and responsibilities related to integrity and one of the key functions that TEXA will have is helping uh, the government identify and weed out uh, what's termed contract cheating, uh, kind of online cheating at scale would be my shorthand uh, version of it. Now, studiosity isn't an, a, a contract cheating uh, player, um, but tell us about, so that the legislation doesn't have any uh, impact on you and what you do, but I wondered if you had any insights into the issue given you're doing it the right way and offering that kind of support to students with their academic learning, you know, properly. Uh, what have you seen in, in the space and can you give us any insights into this uh, issue? Sure. And look, I think the legislation is actually well-timed with so many students uh, studying online right now and, and and also experiencing, I think, higher than average levels of, of stress and anxiety around their learning. Uh, I think the, uh, the SA mills are probably seeing this as, uh, as fertile ground for them. So I'm really encouraged that Texa, um, is 
going to have the firepower to be able to to really head them off at the pass. Um, and I think when they do that, um, it'll actually give our educators the bandwidth they need to, to focus on uh, on effective strategies at the grassroots level for both prevention and policing of uh, of academic integrity. Actually, I think we've actually seen the the sector starting to place greater emphasis on on upskilling and educating students in addition to policing. Uh, and there's some great evidence out there that prevention is uh, is an incredibly powerful strategy. And I wonder, do you have any examples around that prevention and also presumably one of the other strategies that educators will be using is rethinking some of the um, assessment tasks that they're, uh, that they're giving out to, to students? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so in terms of the effectiveness of prevention, so we commissioned a, a study a, about a year and a half ago um, that was undertaken by, um, by led by Marcia Devlin and assisted by uh, by Jade McKay uh, into l- looking at the effect of providing students with real time academic writing support and the effect of that on uh, improving academic integrity. Uh, and the results were were stunningly positive. Um, and I think this speaks to the fact that the vast majority of students are are, are well meaning and take their take their studies seriously. Um, when we can give them that uh, that level of support in in a timely fashion, um, that they're much less likely to to go over to uh, over to the dark side. Very, very good. Uh, the more we can keep them away from that, uh, the the better for everybody. And lastly, when we uh, caught up, uh, we were chatting about EdTech and international education. And you made the observation to me that in Australia, EdTech plays a key role in supporting our international education students when they're here studying in a way that doesn't happen so far um, in in our competitor countries. Now, as someone who's been around the international education sector for quite a while and who has more than a you know keen interest in ed tech, um, this was news to me, and so potentially it might be um, of interest to uh, listeners as well. Can you explain what it is that is distinctive in that role that uh, Australian ed tech plays in supporting international students here? Yeah, there's there's a few organisations that I think are real are real standouts here, uh, and, and I guess the the first thing I would observe is that uh, over the years the emphasis on technology development for international students has sort of migrated from the uh, from the, the attraction and recruitment of those students into uh, into support. Um, so, so Studiosity certainly plays a role in this. But, um, but there's a, a couple of other companies that I really like, and uh, and one of which is uh, is out of Melbourne, uh, uh, which is Outcome Life, and they uh, they work on partnering with universities to uh, to facilitate internships for uh, for students. And a lot of the work they do is with international students who who don't have the the, the local connections and networks oftentimes to, to be able to um, uh, able to, to create those uh, internships themselves. So I think uh, organisations like that are, are really positive. The other one I really like is uh, is Cadmus. Um, they they're out of the University of Melbourne, 
and they focus on on adaptive learning, which I think is uh, is going to be particularly powerful for international students too. Uh, and in the case of those two organisations, I guess plus Studiosity, I think one of the key success factors has been the ability to collaborate with uh, with our tertiary education institutions to to co-create solutions. So I, look, I don't think uh, you know Australia is the only country that you know successfully co-creates. Uh, but but I, I, it seems to be something that we do particularly well. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more uh, education technology companies evolve out of Australia and continue with that co-creation theme. Very good. That will uh, be of benefit to all parts of uh, of the sector and if it gives us also a little bit of an edge in terms of uh, the education support and educational experience that we uh, offer to students, uh, international and uh, and domestic, then that's got to be good, uh, particularly uh, given the circumstances that, uh, that we're all in with. Uh, uncertainty um, in in the months and uh, certainly first few years ahead uh, out of the end of this pandemic. Uh, Mike, it has been lovely uh, to chat. Thank you very much for for making the time and uh, good luck to you and the team uh, in continuing to meet the support needs of um, of students. Thanks, Claire. It's been my pleasure. I hope you have a wonderful day also.